Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. I am your host, Steve Cypress, flying solo once again without my esteemed and fantastic co-host, Mr. Everett Farnell. Everett Farnell, I mean a terrific, just a fantastic, terrific person, okay? Uh, I'm telling you, believe me, fantastic, terrific person. But even without Everett, this is once again going to be an absolutely fantastic episode. I mean, this is going to be huge. It's going to be, we're going to win. It's going to be a fantastic episode. So let's get right to the point. This time, we want to start a couple of episodes here, a few, in a little series here on lessons learned from Donald Trump. We have, in the first uh, 13 episodes, the first three months or so, stuck to lessons learned from positive, excellent things that Donald Trump has done to have his unbelievable record-setting historic success through the Republican primary season. However, especially lately, as I record this in the beginning of July, there are also some stumbles and bumbles and mistakes, in fact, uh, that Donald Trump has made along the way. In fact, his opponents would say that uh, he's made more mistakes than things he's done right, which means they ought to listen to this podcast, because by evidence of the fact that he won the Republican primary, that cannot possibly be true. Of course. However, the press and the media and his opponents love to magnify the wrong things he does. And yet, there are some lessons to be learned within those mistakes and bumbles and fumbles that even the winner of the Republican primary with a record-setting number of more votes in history than anybody else in the Republican primary has already gotten, or whatever that is, uh, there are still mistakes being made. Again, opponents would say all the time. But there are lessons to be learned in those. So we're going to start the series this week with... One lesson to be learned from Donald Trump as far as a misstep is to make sure you have the right team around you. Now, a few weeks back, as I record this, Donald Trump made a switch in midstream, uh, but some would say not midstream, kind of beginning of the stream. He made a switch of campaign managers, right? So Corey Lewandowski, that was campaign manager through the entire primaries, once the primary season was over and he had locked up the nomination of the party, he made a switch and brought in a much more seasoned, uh, big-time, expert to really take the campaign to the next level because it's a far cry from the primaries to the general election. Basically the primaries is is 50 or however many small elections, many you know one at a time in a small state like Iowa in a tiny state you're running one little election or at the most five or six or ten in a day but you're going to have 50 all at once, 50 elections among the entire nation all at once and all the national publicity that has to roll out and all the national speaking engagements and national issues that have to be spoken about and money that has to be raised and connections that have to be made and people you got to get backing you and all kinds of big things have to be done to take the campaign to that next step from a kind of small time I'm winning the primaries kind of thing to the big time, hey, what the heck? I mean, Donald Trump really has to be saying to himself like the entire rest of the world is saying, holy cromoly, I'm actually now really just one step away from actually winning presidency of the United States of America. I have to kind of chuckle as I even think about that thing. But then there it is. And when you look at his opponent, I mean, it's hard to imagine anybody losing to a criminal. But anyway, uh, so, uh, and some would say that all politicians are criminals in one way or another. 
father, but uh, boy, that Clinton family really has to take the cake, don't they? Anyway, I digress. So, if anyone here, and everyone should as a business owner, have read Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, if you have not, you should pause this recording right now, go to Amazon.com or BN.com or anywhere else you go and pick up a copy of The E-Myth. If you have yours just sitting on a shelf, pick it up and read it again. But just to save you time, I'm assuming all of you have read it, you will remember that one thing Michael Gerber says pretty early in the book, if I recall, is that the reason, the number one main reason that most businesses fail is that they are run by a technician, that the business owner is stuck in the doing mode of the business. So that's how many businesses start. Maybe yours did. Maybe you were a plumber working for another plumber and you said, I don't want to work for that jamoke anymore. I know how to do this. I got my own truck and my own tools and I'm going to go out on my own and run a business. Uh, But that really is not uh, as much a business as it's a job. It's you're self-employed, but it's a far cry from an entrepreneurial business where you would say, I'm going to go out on my own and start hiring teams of guys and all the people I need around me and build this into a multi-million dollar plumbing business, uh, doing jobs of all different types and sizes within a hundred mile radius and having 24 hour call of dozens of trucks on the road at all times. That's an entrepreneurial thought. So anyway, Donald Trump with Corey Lewandowski was kind of a small fries business. Now it's okay when you first start out, unless you have a lot of money when you start and you have some venture capital or, or big life savings or big angel uncle or grandfather or parents or someone to give you a lot of money, it's likely you don't have the very best team around around you. You might have you and, and some family, friends, and maybe some acquaintances, and maybe some kind of small fries. I mean, that's who Donald Trump had in Corey Lewandowski as his campaign manager. I mean, Corey's been in uh, politics, I remember from what I read, he'd been in politics his whole life, you know, was a polyscience major in college, and then actually ran unsuccessfully for office and, and helped uh, as a campaign manager in some minor campaigns and did some lobbying and some fundraising and worked for the, uh, the National Committee, Republican National Committee or whatever, you know, some minor roles all through the years, but man, he and and as the Donald Trump campaign started, it was a very minor thing. Was Donald Trump taking a flyer like many of us do? We start a business, say, boy, I hope this works, but if it doesn't, I'll move on and do something else, especially if we're already successful. How many people listening are already successful in business? Somebody approaches you with another project and you say, you know what? I'm wildly successful in my main business, but uh, might as well, let's try something new. And so you throw a little bit of resources and time into it. That's how I look and see how Donald Trump kind of started his presidential campaign campaign. I'm wildly successful in my own business, and let's uh, just give this a shot, and if it works and starts to grow, well, then, of course, I'll put more into it. So, bottom line, it grew to the point where it won the Republican primary, and obviously, by all uh, observers, needed to make some major changes to move into the big time, and one of those big changes was to bring in an actual expert on a national scale, successful campaign manager to do the big things that need to be done to win a big campaign. So in your business, maybe you did start it out and maybe it's just you and your wife is doing the books or answering the phone or it's the wife and the husband's doing the books or, you know, one's out in the field and, and or one's seeing the customers and doing the sales, the other one's doing the actual work or, or one is... Uh, making the contacts and answering the phone and booking the appointments and doing the books and talking to suppliers and doing customer service and the other one is out there doing sales and marketing and actually the doing the business or however you have it in your family where they might have a couple of kids involved or cousins or nieces or brothers or whoever it is that's how a lot of businesses start but when an opportunity comes and it's like hey you are now the biggest plumber or physician or attorney in your town and there's an opportunity to branch off into 
into the town over and the next and the next and the next and then you really want to grow big well might be time to make the move that Donald Trump made and some would say he made it too late uh, but he made the move he fired Corey Lewandowski got rid of the small time campaign manager and brought in Paul Manafort with his massive uh, years of connections and experience on the national stage to really bring his campaign to the next level so that's the lesson learned from Donald Trump for his stumbles and bumbles in the campaign and his almost near certain path to disaster if he would have remained with Corey Lewandowski, someone with no experience and no real ability, uh, at least seen in the past, to run a campaign on a level necessary to raise the money needed and put together the structure needed and make the connections needed and really run things to win a national election throughout the entire United States of America. I'm not saying that your business, you want to take it from whatever it is now to, you know, the biggest one in the entire country. I mean, that's something Donald Trump is looking to do that, again, is historic and never before done, and that's a that's a far cry. But even if you want to take your business, and hopefully it's when you want to take your business from small to big, you want to get the right team behind you. And the most important places in a business is to get a marketing team behind you, because that's how you're going to get the money. Unless you're a great fundraiser and you're connected to all kinds of big money people, and that's how you're going to get the money. Like the dot-com boom days of about 15 years ago, where they just went out and raised lots of capital, didn't really do any marketing or sales at all. They were—they never even, a lot of those companies were multi-million dollar and billion dollar companies that went bust before they ever sold anything. They were great at fundraising. So maybe you're great at fundraising and you don't need a marketing department, but again, the dot-com boom shows that uh, that might not be the greatest way to build a business, a sustainable ongoing business. To me, best way to do is get the right marketing team behind you. And when you start, that could be you alone. That could be a family member. Oh, my brother's cousin, sister's daughter's going to do my website. Or, you know, so-and-so took a marketing class. And so she's going to do this. Or I think I read a book or went to a conference. And I think I know what I'm doing here. I'm going to put out a postcard and put up a website and write some emails. And might be time if you're looking to get into the big time, like Donald Trump moving from primaries to the big time of the national general election, it might be time for you to get an actual expert team of marketers behind you. So instead of you doing your own newsletter, you hire someone who's an expert in newsletters. Instead of you building your own website, because you can go on and cut and paste and copy and drag and drop and whatever and put up a website. Sure you can, but it might be time to get an actual marketing expert to put up a marketing-based website that doesn't just look good, but it works to bring you leads and to pre-sell them so that you can build your business to the big time and on and on on and on. So think to yourself now, do you have a small fry or no marketing team at all? Well, then it's likely the business is going to get stuck in its small time. And again, for a lot of business owners, they just really want to be self-employed and that might be you. You don't want to have to work for anybody else, but you're not looking to have a really big business. You're not entrepreneurial about it. You just say, hey, leave me alone, get the phone ringing. I can go out and cut down the trees or put up the fences or do the landscaping or take on law cases or see patients in my medical practice or my dentistry or whatever it is and I'm happy with my one location, my little business. I just want to pay the bills and put a little money away, be self-employed basically. 
then keep doing what you're doing. But if you're entrepreneurial and you want to grow and you want to grow big and you want to grow fast, Donald Trump is, is forced by the deadline of the from the time the end of the primaries to the big national election being only a few months away. He was pretty much forced to either make a move or really struggle. So you're not forced. You can remain a small, frustrating, small fry, frustrating if you want to grow because you have the small time mentality or you can make the decision to make that big move. And so this has a lot to do with with uh, a lesson I learned a long time ago that there are three steps of success and the first step that we all go through in life is the stage of dependence you know when we're a baby we are completely 100% dependent well I shouldn't say 100% I guess we can breathe on our own but other than that we're dependent on other people for everything someone's got to feed us someone's got to you know clean us somebody's got to bathe us somebody's got to even wipe our butt for crying out loud somebody's got to clothe us somebody's got to house us somebody's got to put us to sleep wake us up feed us somebody's got to do everything right and of course through the stages of life as we get older, uh, we get into the fall back into the pure dependence. If anyone has an aged relative and you know that they've, they're going through or have gone through a stage of, of complete dependence again. In fact, to the extreme nowadays, thanks to modern technology of being on life support or on the machines, like and at that point, really even dependent for breathing on machines and other people uh, helping it 24-7. So that's dependence, not a great place to be, right? So we all make the move next to independence. But that's where many small business owners get stuck and stay small. Hence the term small business owner and just instead of just business owner. Could it really just should be business owner? I remember going to see Gene Simmons speak once years ago, the rock and roll star turned mega millionaire entrepreneur success. And he talked about he doesn't even like the term small business. Why? It should be business. And yet I still use the term small business because you might be one, many, most, I would say at least 80% of small businesses are small businesses. They started as small, they're going to end as small, they run small, and that's Again, self-employed, small, whatever you want to call it, that's the way they want to be. You want to make the move to a real business, as Michael Gerber says. You want to go past independence. You know, and that's a tough one because a lot of people, again, we start our own business and we want to be independent and we bought the myth, which is why Michael Gerber wrote the book. It's the myth that you're independent, that that's the best way to be, that it's you running the business, that you answer the phone, you go out, you do the job, you get paid, you go home, you don't answer to nobody. Nobody is running your business. Nobody's doing anything other than you. You're in total control of your life. That's independence. Problem is, as Gerber points out, you get stuck there and you can't grow. The next stage that everyone needs to move to if you want to become more mature and have more success is interdependence. So you move beyond independence to interdependence. This is where you are dependent on other people and other people are dependent on you. So it's like going from being single to being married. You're no longer dependent and having a life alone and I'm sure you can. You can get by and do everything yourself but how much more can you thrive with interdependence and your spouse and your mate can thrive with that interdependence. He or she can fulfill and do things that, that that enrich your life that you couldn't and you can enrich his or her life in ways that he or she couldn't and the same in a business you bring in people like Trump who pretty much was doing everything himself uh, all through the primaries I mean he's the one who's speaking he's the one who's you know seen the press he's not even have any speech writers he didn't have anyone guiding him I mean his parents and 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 uh, 
Corey Lewandowski and anyone close to him would always say, you know, you can you can advise him and you can suggest things and tell him things, but when it comes right down to it, Trump is going to be Trump and he's going to do whatever he damn well pleases. And so you can see he had a lot of success. Also continues to get into a lot of trouble and you can see the difference when he does these stilted kind of uh, uh, strange, awkward reading off the teleprompter speeches. You can tell that somebody else wrote it, especially if you've listened uh, historically to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You know that we've spoken more than once on how Trump speaks from the heart in a relatable voice and vocabulary, and you can tell that's gone away for the most part with the speech writer. So it just doesn't sound like the real Donald Trump because it isn't. However, that also, while it's not as powerful, it's also much more safe than Donald Trump being dangerously saying another stupid thing and getting in all kinds of trouble again. So anyway, uh, you, I suggest, dear listener, you want to take your business to the stratosphere in the upper level. You've got to move from the independence you have now running your business to the interdependence of having the right team around you, have the right mentors above you, have the right experts guiding you in every phase of the business. Because even if you're somebody who says, you know, I'm a chiropractor and I just like helping people. So I don't pay attention to the marketing and the growth and the mentoring and the consulting and all that kind of stuff. I just want to help people. Well, you know, look in a mirror and face yourself because you can't, you're not being honest with yourself. If you really wanted to help more people, you'd be more entrepreneurial. You would do more marketing. You would open more locations. You would hire more chiropractors to work with you and you would help a lot more people. So face it, you don't want to stay on your own because you just like the doing of your business. Uh, You want to stay on your own, I don't know, see a psychiatrist. Maybe you're afraid of the success. You're afraid of the growth. Maybe you're at a point where you really are just ramping down and you, you really just at this point, you know, you've had a lot of employees and had a bigger business and had all those headaches and you're okay with a lot less success. But look in the mirror and face it. What you're saying is, I want less success. If you have less of a great team around you in all ways in your business and less interdependence where you are depending on less other experts for your success, you're going to have less success. Donald Trump experienced that, still is having some trouble regrouping. As he likes to say, I haven't even started my campaign yet. Only a few months to go. Hopefully, for his sake, he starts it soon. But that is this week's lesson learned from Donald Trump. Steve Cypress here, esteemed host. Hoping Everett Farnell is back with us soon, but we'll be back next week with another lesson to learn from another mistake that Donald Trump made that you can learn from, hopefully not make the same mistake, but experience the same level of success. Over and out, we'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess.